SAFM Sports Wrap. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. It is uh, a Tuesday evening. Lost the day there. I thought for a moment it was Wednesday. Tuesday evening. I'm Brad Brown with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Thank you very much to the Money Web team. They're back again tomorrow at 6. Half an hour of non stop sporting action coming your way. We'll chat to Diane Bass, who uh, was uh, one of the big winners at the South African Sports Awards in Bloemfontein uh, last weekend. Uh, and uh, there's an award that gets handed out every four years. And he was the recipient of that award along with Wade van Nikak. We'll find out more about that tonight. We'll also hear from the Mamelodi Sundown squad who are doing duty in Japan. We'll chat some sevens and there's some cricket coming your way as well. But let's start with uh, news of the day and we start with domestic football news. Third place Bidvest Vitz have been buoyed by the news that striker Pakamani Mashlambi will make a return to competitive action next week. Vitz coach Gavin Hunt confirmed today uh, that uh, the striker who's been sitting on the sidelines for the last 10 months due to a cruel knee injury will get some game time against their, against Golden Arrows in the upcoming match next week, Wednesday. As sundowns continue their build-up to the Club World Cup in Japan, Free State Stars coach Giovanni Solinas has put his weight behind the Brazilians. The African champions open their campaign on Sunday, and Solinas says, uh, in football, anything is possible. <laughs> We'll get back to that sound in just a moment. So World Cup club is difficult, but why not? I remember uh, the TP Mazembe. is a make a miracle. He's arriving in the final against the Inter Milan. Why no Sundowns? I, I, I wish all the best for the Sundowns. Uh, I, I hope also they continue in a good job in the World Cup club. It's that difficult, but it's possible because in some time in, in football it can happen. Meanwhile, in news out of England, the Football Association announced today that Sammy Lee has stepped down as England assistant manager. The drama continues. Gareth Southgate being announced uh, late last week as the new manager. On to football out of South America. Argentina's top referees had called a strike from Thursday to demand better security for officials at matches, jeopardising the country's weekend footballing fixtures. The referee union called on the strike, or called the strike after a referee was attacked by players and supporters following a pitch invasion during a lower division match last Sunday. On to rugby now, the Blitzbox are in high spirits ahead of the home leg of the HSBC World 7 Series, uh, that following their victory in round one in Dubai last week. Dylan Sage, who made his debut for the Blitzbox last year in Cape Town, says he settled well with the team and is looking forward to playing at home once again. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. I think last year, you know, it's your first tournament always a bit of a tougher one. You know, you sort of engrossed by the atmosphere of the whole thing. So I feel like I've played a few tournaments now, you know, at the Olympics. So I feel like I'm a lot more calm and I can just get on the field and do my thing. The defending champions, uh, as defending champions, Sage says there definitely is pressure on the team, but they have a plan to deal with it. No, I think I'd embrace it. Sage. There's always going to be pressure at a home tournament, whether we came, you know, in place at, in Dubai, or whether we won, there's always been pressure to, to do well in Cape Town. But I think it's just starting all over again, sticking to our processes, you know, taking that confidence and momentum we got from Dubai. I thought we played really good rugby, but, you know, bringing that towards to Cape Town, but also saying that, starting again and making sure that we tick all the boxes before Saturday. The win in Dubai was the perfect start to the seventh season for the Blitzbox and Sage says they've managed to retain the core of their squad from last season and that's great for momentum. I think we were quite lucky we kept our, most of our squad together. 
So I think it's always good to retain your squad year on year, just keep continuity and keep momentum. So we had a good solid uh, pre-season. We came in a little bit later, so the guys could rest a little bit after the Olympics. So I think that rest, we did a lot of guys good justice and then keeping that same uh, squad together and then just building from the first day of pre-season, working hard on our conditioning and certain parts of the game we thought we, we could bet ourselves at. On to cricket now, David Warner scored 119 and guided Australia to a comfortable 116-run win over New Zealand in Canberra earlier today. They now take an unassailable 2-0 lead in their three-match series. Batting first, Australia posted 378 for five in their 50 overs. In reply, New Zealand dismissed for 262. News out of the Proteus camp is the ICC have confirmed that uh, Proteus skipper Faf Duplessis is hearing. Uh, or appeal hearing rather against his guilty verdict for ball tampering will be held on the 19th of December. In golf news, Denmark's Thomas Bjorn will captain the European team at the 2018 Ryder Cup in Paris. The vice captain in the previous four Ryder Cups succeeds Northern Irishman Darren Clark. Bjorn is Denmark's most successful golfer. He's played in three Ryder Cups, finishing on the winning side in 1997, 2002 and 2014, and twice finished second in the British Open. He was vice-captain of this year's team that lost 17-11 to the United States at Hazeltine. On to swimming, South Africa's Chad Leclerc has eased to a win in the 200-meter butterfly heat to qualify for the final at the FINA World Championships that are taking place in Windsor. In tennis news, Roger Federer and Serena Williams have both pulled out of an exhibition tournament scheduled to take place in India next week. That due to the country's cash crunch. Two former world number ones have been the big-name draws in the Indian leg of this year's International Premier Tennis League, which is scheduled to get started in Hyderabad on the 9th of December. As speculation continues to grow around who will replace current world champion Nico Rosberg at Mercedes, McLaren have insisted that two-time world champion Fernando Alonso is going nowhere and is under contract with the team. And finally, to wrap some more Formula One news, Red Bull and Aston Martin extended their partnership today until the end of the 2017 season. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat to Diane Bass. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader and we've spoken uh, extensively about the SA Sports Awards but one of the awards we haven't mentioned and it made a comeback in 2016 uh, was an award called the Shield of Jove and one of uh, the athletes to receive it uh, at those awards in Bloemfontein was uh, Diane Bass. Stein, welcome on to uh, SAFM Sports Show. Thanks for your time tonight. Congratulations first of all on that award. It's a, it's a pretty impressive shield isn't it? Yes, it's a very impressive award, and I'm very proud to be able to have that award. Yeah, and for, for those who don't know, and, and to be honest, I didn't know too much about it either, but uh, that shield has it's been around for a long, long time. I think uh, the 1950s it was, it was first awarded, and, and I believe it was a, a boxer who first got it. What are the, what's the, the sort of prerequisites? Who, who, who gets awarded that, that shield at those awards? Well, yes, the award has a very rich history. Um, I think it was... Uh, given to the South African government by a British archaeologist in 1940, uh, on which South Africa has handed that award to the most prestigious sportman. So um, these days it's given every four years after the Paralympics, in the Olympics, and it is given to the most um, prestigious Paralympian in Olympian. And this year I was lucky to receive it in weight, obviously received it for the best Olympian. 
And, I mean, some of the names that uh, have received that trophy, you talk about every four years. Uh, last time around 2012, it was Chad Leclerc and Natalie DeToy. I mean, two phenomenal, phenomenal swimmers. But, uh, I mean, if we go back in time, Josiah Tugwani and uh, Penny Haynes in 1996. Zola Bud got it back in 1984. So you're in, you're in esteemed company there. You must be pretty chuffed. Yes, um, I must say that evening I was I was also nominated for the sportman with a disability of the of the year, and so when Sal the way received it, I, I thought he deserved that award. But then I thought my night is over, and then during the course of the night, all of a sudden, when it was a seal of joke, my name was announced, and I was ecstatic and very proud to be to be to receive that award. So I'm very very proud to be a recipient of that reward. It's interesting you say that because you you mentioned being nominated and uh, I mean Charles a phenomenal athlete too. Was there was there big disappointment not winning that award? Stein was was I mean were you pretty disappointed? No no. Um, from the beginning I said that either either one of us um, that was nominated for that award could have won that award. But obviously, Sal um, won two gold medals in a in a world record. So, so obviously, I think he deserves deserves that award. Um, and then when I got the the shield of Jove, I expected actually Sal to win the shield of Jove. But when I was meant to win the shield of Jove, I was very very happy and excited to to get that award. Talk to me about the the experience of being at the awards uh, in in Mangung. I mean, it's a glitzy glitzy affair. Yes, it was a very good uh, award. Um, I think it's every youngster and every sportman's dream to to be nominated or even just to to attend that award and to be a nominee at that award is, is truly truly great. I must say we were were um, um, treated very well by the Department of Sport and everything was organised um, very very good. So um, I was I enjoyed it very much. Uh, my wife was with me and she enjoyed it also. And you, you've been around uh, the, the sport for for a while. You, you've, uh, I mean, you, you've you've served your time, so to speak. There's a youngster that burst onto the scene uh, this year at the Olympics, Ntando Maslangu, who was uh, the newcomer of the year award. Tell us a little bit about uh, your thoughts on Ntando. Well, he's a very brilliant young man. I think he holds himself um, very courageously, and I think when you um, listen to his story and where he comes from. He's truly an inspiration and a motivation. And uh, when one look at him, you are you get excited for for the future that he has in in the sport. So I'm very happy that he received that award, and I'm very excited for his future. And he's young. That's I think that's probably the the most impressive thing. The way the way he he carries himself and and how how sort of grounded he is. And he's we forget he's he's just a teenager. Yes, uh, he's he's very intelligent. Um, I've I've uh, had a few chats with him while we were. Um, at the at the Paralympic Games and, and even other times, um, he's, he's very intelligent for his age. I, I think he even can speak six to seven language, other languages. So so he's a very intelligent young man as well. So I'm very very much excited for for his future in sport, but in his personal life as well. And what's next on the cards for you? Uh, are you taking some time off before starting up, or are you pretty much training right through to to 2017? No, you caught me at a very good time. I just finished a very hard session on the track. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as I speak, I'm just resting and recovering after the session. No, but I'm I'm, I'm busy training at the moment. So we are we have World Championship next year in in London. So we're preparing for that. And then 2018 is the Commonwealth Games in Golden Coast in, in Australia. So we're also working towards that. I have 100 meters there. And then on towards the 20, 
20 Olympics in, in Japan. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite busy training. I've also recently started working at a, at a school, IFLO in Stellenbosch. Um, and I've also received the post for next year, so I'm, I'm busy working um, and, and, and training as well. And then on the side, I'm also doing my honours in education part-time. That's, in, that's incredible. How, how do you keep all the balls in the air juggling it? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's one thing being a, a sort of an elite athlete when you're doing it full-time, but uh, it sounds like you've got lots on your plate. Yes, uh, well, I've... I've <laughs> I've um, almost gotten used to having a lot of balls in juggle, so I, I've become skillful at it <laughs> during it for a while because I've always been studying and um, so and, and then now working as well. So um, I think I'm, I'm quite disciplined, and I'm lucky that I have a coach that's understanding that also can work my program in around my my other activities that I do. So I'm very happy to to um, be able to have a, a skilled coach like that as well. You, you make a very important point too, and uh, as much as athletics opens doors for you, it, it's not going to be around forever, and, and you can't compete at the highest level forever. And and, and school and, and studying is important, and 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 you can use your your athletic ability to 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 sort of set yourself up in life. Yes, I mean when before I started with athletics, I I, I did theology, and, and after that. Um, I've received the bursary at Stellenbosch University, and through sport, I'm I'm able to get uh, academic bursaries at the university, and also get some of the other services, um, sports-specific services like physiotherapy, um, sports psychology, and all of that services I get for free at the university. So sport is is a is a, is a door that that can open many many things for you in in your future as well. Because when I I retire someday, I know that I can at least say that I have a few degrees behind my name because of sport. So so I also use that as an opportunity to set myself up for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is a vital message that uh, youngsters coming through need to need to hear. Now, how many of these things do you reckon you still got into in, in you in your body, uh, these Paralympics? Uh, how, how long like do you think you can compete at this level for? Well, at the moment, I, I'm quite confident to go towards the, the 2020 Paralympic Games. Uh, and I think I'll, I'll still be able to peak in, in these times. Um, after that, I cannot tell you. Um, I, st- I still, I first want to complete this four-year cycle, and then make a decision after that. But for now, I'm full steam towards 2020. Well, sounds brilliant. Well, congratulations once again on winning that shield. It's a very prestigious award, and uh, yeah, congratulations on all, all you've achieved and all you've done for for Paralympic sport in in South Africa. And, and long may your career continue. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, on to some cricket now. Bizarre Highfelt Lions coach Jeffrey Tiana believes that uh, the return of batsman Stephen Cook and Temba Bavuma will boost his side's top order when they take on the Multiply Titans tomorrow after losing to oh, the Cricket South Africa T20 Challenge defending champions. The Titans in their tournament open at Bidvest Wanderers. The Lions will be out for revenge at Supersport Park in Centurion. Tiana says they will take a lot of confidence from having won three of their last four matches in the competition. Yeah, we've won three now on the bounce, which is very, very good for us. We did start badly, but we are like on a roll now in a way, if I may put it like that. And uh, Temba, Temba is back for us as well. Tomorrow we should boost our top six. And uh, yeah, quite excited, you know, to go to a derby with our tails up, you know. And uh, it's a big game always, you know, like if we're playing the Titans as well. And they did beat us badly here, like in the first round. So hopefully our momentum will carry us through um, as we move forward. 
with both the bowlers and the batters coming to the party in the last three games. Tiana says he's pleased with the balance of the side going into the Titans clash. Tiana also confirmed that he's likely to push Bavuma up the order to batter number four behind former Titans wicketkeeper Mangalisa Morshele. I think uh, us deciding to bet Mangi at three has really been a good thing for Mangi because he has been successful there at three. And a guy like Riza Hendricks back as well, I mean, it gives us strength, you know, in terms of experience in the top of the order as well. And Rassi van der has really, really played well for us as well. And Temba coming in as well will be a, a revelation for us. I see him betting at four maybe for us um, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with the betting group. A guy like Nicky van der Beek as well is a positive cricketer. He hits the ball, you know, quite nicely. And Dwayne has not fired yet, you know, with ball and with bat. He knows that as well. I think his trip to Australia set him back, you know, like a bit, because he didn't play much during those three weeks while he was there. And before that, I mean, he was gunned for us in the four-day competition. And, uh, yes, I'm hoping tomorrow, you know, he comes into, like, his old self. And, uh, yes, in terms of the bowling, I mean, how does Bjorn Fortein uh, coming in uh, tough for him, you know, in the past, because we used to play two spinners in Eddie and, uh, and Pangi. But he's forced his way through, you know, so he's forcing my hand in, into playing three spinners. The big advantage for him as well is that he can like, open the bowling, which is good for us, and he's done like, a very good job for us there. He is happy with the balance of the side now, and hopefully we'll go to Titans tomorrow like, and compete. With Proteus captain A.B. de Villiers scheduled to make his comeback uh, to the game following a couple of months on the sideline due to surgery, Tiana says they are well aware of how dangerous A.B. can be, and they're ready for him and his Titans tomorrow evening. It does pan out, you know, game seven, game eight, and uh, it is quite tight there at the top. Um, anyone in the top five can basically qualify, and um, the big thing and the nice thing is that everyone is going to play like against each other, and everyone will cancel each other. It is key as well that uh, we just keep going as well, because if you have a slip of some kind, I mean, that, that puts us under pressure as well, and the Titans have lost two as well in a row. Yes, I'm sure that they, they bring in AVT Villas maybe to come in, but there's been talk, you know, like in the media, and uh, yes, I see him coming in tomorrow, but he hasn't played for three months so it's key that when he comes in as well we are sharp you know like on the field um, he's a quality quality cricketer and if you look at the Titan side as well he's a dangerous side Albi Moko as an all-rounder David Visa as well has really really done well for them so it should be you know like a belt off again SAFM Sports Wrap on to some football now. Mamelodi Sundowns attacking midfielder Kama Biliat's ambition to play against Real Madrid at the FIFA Club World Cup in Japan, which commences on Thursday. The full-strength African champions arrive safely in Hong Kong in the morning on their way to Osaka, where they'll be based for the tournament. But first, they'll have to overcome the winner of either Japanese team Kashima Antlers or New Zealand's Auckland City in the quarterfinals. They have uh, then they have they could possibly meet South American team Atletico Nacional in the semis before colliding with Real Madrid, who are expected to reach the final. No, I think uh, it's, uh, it's it's good for the team. Everyone is back and everyone is ready, and uh, it's just good for the team. Uh, it's a healthy competition, and uh, uh, we like that. It's, it's, it's for the better for the team. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dream. Uh, we have to make it reality. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not going to be easy. We have to work hard before that. We have to win our games. So uh, we, we, we love to play Real Madrid, but we have to take care of the games that we're going to play first. It's been a long wait for the team to finally make an appearance at the World Cup since they won the CAF Champions League almost two months ago. Billiard's hoping to use the tournament to be scouted by overseas teams in the near future. The Zimbabwean international has been on the radar of many teams abroad.
Yeah, it's exciting. You know, we always we're dreaming every day. <laughs> when is the day coming? But yeah, here we are. Uh, when day is going to be good. Yeah, it's a, it's a big stage. We have to be mentally prepared and do our best. And uh, uh, you never know when the opportunity is going to come. You just have to be on top of your game every time. Not only there, even locally, you don't know who's watching. You just have to bring the best form on the day. The ABSA Premiership Footballer of the Season and Players Player of the Season is not phased about facing either the Antlers or Auckland City. Nah, anything. You just want to play football. Any team counts. Because you might choose the team that you want to choose and then you lose. Then. So it's not about the team. It's about us if we're ready or not. We just have to be ready for anything. Them to be in that stage of the uh, football right now. So we can't really say we won the weaker one. There's no weaker team right now. So either way, any team that you're going to uh, get is going to be tough. Sundown's captain and Bafana Bafana midfielder Shlompo Kekana is having a great season for the African champions. He's been a pillar of strength in the middle of the park alongside Tiani Mabunda. The 31-year-old says everyone in the team, including coach Pizzo Semane, is thrilled to be the first Southern African team to represent the continent on the biggest stage. He says they're going to the tournament as underdogs and have got nothing to lose. Well, uh, he has been uh, excited uh, ever since we won the trophy, and uh, I think as players we don't need any extra motivation than, than this one. You know, uh, it's, it's special moments, you know, in our career, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Well, it's going to be a, a tricky one, but um, we were we were looking for for the best. Uh, you know, going there as an underdog, you know, but expectations are not as high as we should be, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, it's going to be a very tough, you know, matches because uh, of the game model that uh, they're having that side. Um, we don't know much about them and uh, like I said, it's going to be difficult because we're playing people that we don't know. But uh, we hope him uh, for the best. SAFM Sports Wrap. There's some big rugby to look forward to this weekend as well. The Sevens ahead to Cape Town, the World Series. And Blitzbock forward Chris Drys says it's going to be crucial for the team to start all over again in the Cape Town leg of that HSBC World 7 Series after their tournament winning Dubai this past weekend. Drys urged his teammates to lay the foundation on how they'll play during training this week. Well, yes, I think uh, after coming off a good tournament, it's always always difficult to, to get that foundation again. But it's crucial for us to, to almost start again and, and, and lay that foundation from the very first training session, which was today. I think it's important for us to, to start back at zero and uh, build this innings again. I think it's, it's, it's the one opportunity, Cape Town, to, to play in front of your family, your friends. And uh, it's one opportunity to actually just, just give South Africa something back. We, we often see overseas, and, and it's important for us to actually show our love for the country and, and what we're to do for the country in your hometown. Dry says he's over the disappointment of not having played at the Rio Olympic Games and has now got a new lease on life and his contribution towards the team's ambition of winning the World Series. Dry travelled to Rio as a reserve but didn't get the opportunity to play. Well, yes, uh, after coming off the Olympics, uh, very disappointing. I think uh, it's, it's everyone's dream to, to actually get that, that Olympic opportunity. But I think uh, I've, I've, I've readjusted my, my new focus and that's just to, to get... Uh, be, contribute to the system again and, and also just to get it back on good form and, and have the confidence to, to play whatever, whatever time of the day. Blitzbock back. Branko de Priya is glad to have fully recovered from a spate of injuries and failure to make the final cut for the Rio Olympic team. He says he's in a much better mental space and enjoying playing for the national team again. De Priya says he's still learning a lot from the players around him, especially the, uh, from the most of the players uh, are in Dubai. 
Yeah, definitely. It was. It was. I was in a bad space before after my injuries, and but for me personally, I set a goal just to bounce back and to be the old Branko and just to uh, contribute to the team and to love love my my dream out again and to play uh, to play the best rugby I can. It's great to play with the players that's in form and for me personally I can learn learn again to get on a, on a level that I that I'm comfortable with and just to contribute and play play for the team. Ruan Nell believes that it'll take uh, another team effort for the Blitzbox to repeat the heroics of last weekend in Dubai and says that the synergy between the starting players and the replacement remains important for the team's success. The Blitzbox will be looking at defending their home title, which they won last year in the maiden tournament played in Cape Town. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I always think, um, you know, whenever teams... Uh, you know, does as well as that. Uh, you know, like we did over the weekend. Um, it's always a 12-man contribution. And uh, yeah, I must say, like even the bench that came on, even though it was two minutes, the guys um, just stuck to the gun, stuck to the system, and uh, it actually made our jobs just so much easier. So yeah, you know, uh, uh, in tournaments like these, it's always a 12-man contribution. And uh, you know, the starting seven always goes out and they give their best. You know, and they lay a good foundation for the you know for the reserves to come on and just finish the job. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some athletics news now. Custer Semenya Foundation, together with the Princess D. Tatlana Koma Network uh, of uh, for Girls today, donated sanitary towels and menstrual cups to girls at Ntema Secondary School in Moleki Fairly. The, this is the school where Olympic gold medalist Kasta Semenya matriculated from in 2008 and also one of the guests at the event, MP Dr. Motole Mochecha, attended. Semenya says her foundation seeks to promote health and sports development. Foundation, uh, we just uh, started you know, with it a few months ago. Um, the main focus here is uh, more for you know, no health uh, lesson. Obviously, we we want to teach uh, these kids about uh, the products and the importance of uh, the menstrual cup. Uh, we've noticed that okay, the minister, you know, is donating uh, the sanitary pads uh, almost, uh, let's say, each and every month. But so the main focus was uh, to teach these kids how health is important to them. Uh, obviously, uh, from uh, rural areas, if you check, you know, when we grow up, tend to be shy uh, when it comes to periods. Uh, when we in that stage. Uh, we do not tell parents. Uh, we end up using like with newspapers, uh, you know, toilet papers and uh, socks and, and other things where they tend to, you know, uh, get us ill. You know, you 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 get such diseases like. Uh, you know, the cervical cancer, so we're trying to alleviate that. Also, we, we're trying to make changes in uh, other young people's lives so they can be better in future. So on the sporting front, how is the foundation involved? Uh, more in sports, uh, obviously, we'll be focused more in uh, coaching clinics. Uh, we'll be hosting camps, which is, uh, will come maybe next year. And obviously, it's more of a development where we try uh, to build uh, you know, facilities more in the sports academy. We will focus more in athletics first, and then obviously soccer will come later, and netball. And other things, you know, other sporting codes, it will be up to the minister and, uh, you know, the ministry, obviously, Mr. Figilambanula, how they will help us uh, with the infrastructure. 
The 25-year-old, along with other athletes from the province, are going to be honoured by MEC Maloya at a gala dinner at a hotel in Polokwane this evening for representing Limpopo well this year. The athlete will also take part in the inaugural Mapokwangwe Festival Marathon that's coming up this weekend. Semenya says after uh, the successful year she and other athletes have had, she feels privileged to be recognised in her home province, adding that she appreciates the MEC support as far as the department's plans to rename the building that houses them after her. Semenya says it's a great honor. After such a great year like that, uh, obviously it's more for celebrating, you know, resilience in sports, you know, you know what we have achieved. It's not all about me, but it's all about, you know, fellow athletes in the province. It's all about appreciating their performance, what they're doing for the province. You know, we, we feel proud to be in the province, so um, we get, you know, such recognitions. It, it does uh, motivate us, you know, to do well and want to do more for our province so it's just great first i didn't plan uh, a big event like this you know uh the main focus was more on uh, donating this uh you know menstrual cups so for her you know coming on board it really means a lot to me it shows that uh, you know people do appreciate your work and also appreciate their work back obviously from now on i'll be you know supporting each and everything that they do I'll be appearing and so that uh, we can, you know, show our Limpopo because the plan for us is to go all around Limpopo, you know, to donate whatever we have. So for me, I really appreciate it and, uh, you know, may God bless him. For the building, man, it, it, it is such a, a great honor, you know, working in the footsteps of, uh, you know, the great leaders in South Africa. You know, if you look at Udada uh, Madiba and, uh, you know, Tabombe Gizuma, you know, Julius, for me, it, it really means a lot to to me, you know, walking into my, my province, and when I walk, when I look up there, then I see my name. And also, it's more of a legacy, you know. We do build a legacy uh, for my same name, you know. It really means a lot to be well recognized, and uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope they, they don't stop here, then they can, you know, carry on on what they're doing. SAFM. Sports rant. An incredible athlete she is. Before we wrap things up this evening, just a quick public service announcement. Centec are going to be servicing our Ladysmith uh, in KwaZulu Natal transmitting station, and interruptions uh, will occur on SAFM on the 7th of December between 11 in the morning and 4 in the afternoon. That's tomorrow. So uh, apologies in advance, but we are trying to improve uh, our signal. So uh, hopefully things will be better in the long run. And that's it for SAFM Sports Special this evening. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to my producer. Siobhan Chetty as well. We're back again tomorrow at 6.30. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Don't forget you can be in touch via social media. Just search for SAFM Radio. You can find me as well at Big Brad Brown across all the platforms. And uh, we'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. Right now though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.